Talking Podcast listeners, welcome back to our third week of High School Book Talk. Today we are still discussing the topic of the book Escape, written by Carolyn Jessup. Um, This week's topic is going to be resilience. Uh, We discuss if Carolyn herself is resilient. Um, We will discuss our own examples of resilience, uh, different examples of resilience within the book. And we will close out after that. But for right now, super quick, resilience is going to be the ability to bounce back from any sort of traumatic experience. We've discussed traumatic experiences in the past. Um, and this is resilience is just going to be the ability to bounce back from them. So we will get started right away with our real life so examples. So my real life example is more about like a sport. So I play softball and like in the sport or in just like sports in general you always have you have a bad play or you have something just bad happens obviously not good and in my case like when you strike out like that sucks and stuff but you have to be able to bounce back and get on to the next play because if you keep bringing that on then you're not going to do good on the next play so that's just an important key for mm-hmm. when I play is to always move on and bounce back to the next play. That's a really good sort of like, um, like it's not too bad, but it's a really good example. Um, just really easy to understand how that ties in as well to resilience. Um, an example for me, a little bit. Um, more relatable to the book, and we'll get into those examples a little bit sooner. Um, but in the book, for example, uh, one of Carolyn's kids is very sick, in and out of hospitals. Um, and I'm not at that extent (laughs) that Harrison is at, um, and I won't ever be, just to clarify. Um, but I have had my fair share of visits to the clinic and being told really stupid things or just being sent home and told to drink more water. Um, and if I wasn't as resilient as I am, I would have I would just continue to be dwelling on these ideas and I wouldn't be eating what I want and everything like that. So it was my ability to be resilient towards my health um, that, I mean, if I didn't have the resilience, I would not be where I am right now. Yeah, Sophie, I'm uh, really sorry to hear that. And unfortunately, that happens to a lot of people with medical issues. They go to the doctor hoping that they're going to find a cure or, you know, get diagnosed. And um, the doctors are going to tell them how to treat it. But that is often not the case. So, but I'm glad that you're... Mm -hmm. um, resilient in the fact that you don't let that um, stop you from doing everyday things. Um, So my personal experience, um, definitely um, a little on the funny side. Um, So I'm sorry about that. But (laughs) so my personal experience involves cooking. (laughs) And um, ever since the first time that I tried to make sunny side up eggs, I can never make them without the yolk breaking when I flip it. (laughs) So I kept trying over and over to flip this egg over without it breaking and I can never do it, right? 
And you know, you don't know how bad I just wanted to say that I was never going to make eggs ever again because I was just so angry at myself. Because how hard can it be to just flip it over? Like you've seen so many people do it. Everybody does it in the restaurants. Why can't I do it? Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, I did not give up. And eventually, one time I can account for that I got it to not break, and I was the happiest woman alive. Good for you. And I, I still continue to struggle, but at least that one time, I was resilient enough to keep trying and get that yolk to not break when I flipped the egg over. Good job. Thank you. You know what? Thank you. I am proud of you for not breaking that yolk. That is definitely a trip and a half. I, myself, have never tried sunny side up eggs. <laughs> And I don't think I will, because that sounds complicated. (laughs) Uh, Heading into some of the book examples, now that our life examples are out of the way. Um, Starting off on page 221, um, Carolyn and one of her other sort of teacher friends, cousin type person, they decided that they were going to try and apply to have a charter school um, within their community. And they knew that it was going to be really hard to get this approved, but they got it approved. So it was really like they were they were trying so hard. Carolyn really wanted the kids in the community to have a good enough education. Sorry, (laughs) thought I was going to trip over that one. So I had to sound it out. Um, (laughs) But Carolyn and the person that she was working with to present to the board happened to be resilient enough just to be able to get the charter school approved. Now, unfortunately, the men in the community were not so happy about that. Um, They decided to say, no, we don't want that charter school. So they had to decide against it. Um, They still got contacted if they wanted to have the charter school, but naturally with the men running everybody's lives, that wasn't gonna happen. It was mentioned on page 244 that Meryl was the enemy. Um, Meryl, Carolyn, sorry, Carolyn was just now realizing that Meryl was going to be the one person that nearly ruins her life. Um, And because he's already decided everything for her. um, And she knew that if she continued to live that way, then things were not going to end well for her. Yeah, and uh, going with your thought, she even says how her life with Meryl is ended. Like, she doesn't want to be with him or in this religion any longer because it does her no good. And uh, she wants to leave. She can't. She doesn't want her children or anybody to keep living in this. So she wants to leave. And... um, she doesn't know how she's gonna do it, but she knows she needs to. And yeah, um, and that that happens on page 259, where she says that. Um, and another key idea that happens later on page 264 is like she stops having sex with Meryl because she doesn't want to keep giving into his little game, and she says no, like. I'm not having sex with you anymore. And it really bothered him because Meryl knew that she was standing up for herself and um, she he didn't like this. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's more like it's more along the lines of not that not only that she's defying Meryl, but she's defying her religion that she's lived in for her whole life. Um, so naturally, that's really going to accept, upset Meryl. Um, so on page 275, they had their actual first physical fight, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all are surprised that it took that long for it to get physical. Um, like, using Finita as an example, she was kind of not having a good time there for a while. Um, on 275, Meryl tries to throw Carolyn twice. Um, down into the alfalfa field, and she never fell once. She stayed standing, which is literally the physical embodiment of resilience. Um, the fact that she didn't fall, didn't stand down, and continued to build herself up um, was just almost to a T to the extent of how resilience is to bounce back from traumatic events. Meryl especially being the she main traumatic thing in her life. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Round of applause for Carolyn. Um, unfortunately, there are some things that does go wrong in her life. Yeah, so, moment as well. um, so Carolyn gets abused in the field and um, then she kind of gathers up her thoughts and decides that she's gonna escape polygamy like the the, her like religion type thing um leaving her religion her family her customs her beliefs and her abusive husband meryl behind um she also shows resilience when she does anything that she can to protect her children even though she's being treated poorly especially by meryl and the other wives and is just abused by everyone in meryl's house um on page 309 carolyn almost died from pregnancy she was um she's known to have really bad and tough pregnancies but yet meryl does not care in the sense that he still feels the need to have sex with her and get her pregnant even though he knows the toll that it takes on her body and herself and when carolyn almost died from that pregnancy she lost so much blood that she had to receive 16 pints of blood to rejuvenate herself and at yeah and at one That's point she did say in the book that she was ready <laughs> to let go and just give up but she um just kept fighting and um she was she was saved obviously because you know she's still in the book and again though another physical physical <laughs> thing of resilience yeah and um so adding on to that on page 282 um her one of her sons harrison got diagnosed with a fatal form of spinal cancer and adding on to that fluid filled in his lungs after they cut the cancer out of him and then after that he um began biting and harming himself um, just from like all the meds that he was on and you know just obviously his mind was not in the right place from all the trauma that was um, occurring in his body so um, Carolyn mm-hmm. rose above Merrill and went against him because Harris 
or Meryl didn't want Harrison to get medical attention, even though there were times where if Harrison did not get medical attention, he would literally die. Because Meryl told Carolyn that Harrison being sick was because of her um, um, going against um, Meryl and rebelling against him and not being an obedient wife. So he said that it's her fault that he's like this and there's nothing that any doctor can do. Well, um, you know, Carolyn being the resilient person she is, um, rose above Meryl, went against him and um, took Harrison anyways to save his life. And Harrison would be dead if she didn't do that. And um, Harrison is also resilient in the sense that he could have died multiple times, but he kept fighting and fighting and is doing the best that he can to make it out alive despite all the challenges that are thrown at his way um, medically to his body. And um, Carolyn is just doing the best that she can as a mother to um, save him and try to make sure he's as healthy as he can possibly be. Yeah. So, like, we know that Carolyn and Harrison are resilient, but when you look at the other characters, as in the rest of uh, Meryl's wives, they aren't resilient because they just let Meryl keep beating them. And uh, it's Barbara. They, Barbara. They let Barbara beat them, too, and um, they just follow the, uh, their feet and just do what they want. And then just another reminder that for this book specifically, there isn't a whole lot of positives. So it's really hard to mark out what is resilient and what isn't because we don't know exactly how they bounced back from those situations. Um, We are running really tight on time tonight. Um, So we're just going to answer some of the few core questions here super quick. Is Carolyn resilient? I think with all (laughs) of our examples that we've given tonight. Yes, that is going to be a good one. That is a yes for me. Um, what does it take to be resilient? Just a sort of like positive can get it attitude. You don't always have to be positive to survive hard situations. You just have to have like a hard enough head to be able to get to, through you those need the situations. Courage to do it because it's hard to have to stand up for what's right. Honestly. All right. And then for next week, our final week of this particular series of book talk here we will be answering our essential question which is going to be what extent to trauma tragedy and adversity build resilience so all of these last few weeks will tie together into one podcast (laughs) this has been high school book talk thanks for joining us on this fine